This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 219 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Two real winners. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsor this week is Stable Comfort by Promat. You can find them at StableComfort.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. I'm Glenn the Geek. And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Welcome back, Helena. We missed you last week. Thank you. I'm very happy to be back. Well, you sound good. You sound all <laughs> like you're all fired up today. I'm all fired up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to tackle life. And how's the pony? The pony's wonderful. He's my new main man. <laughs> good, good. And it, did, have you had much time to ride him? Gosh, not, not as much as I would like because it's been a very busy October. But uh, yeah, I get on him at least three times a week, sometimes four. Oh, and well, we do half our audience is praying that they would get to do that much. I know, I know. But I want <laughs> he's so good that I would love to do it more than that. But sometimes he'll sit though for like four or five days at a time, and then I'll ride him three or four days in a row. And he's great no matter what you do. Isn't it nice to just have a horse that you can get on and just go? And you don't have oh. to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to, you know, contemplate over whether you're going to die that day. No, he's really, yeah. he's, it, this is exactly what I needed. It's so funny. It's, I want Wendy Ying to meet him because I want her to tell me what element he is because he's the perfect element for my fire sign. I'm not, well, this is, we need to have Wendy back on because we need to talk about elements and signs and fire and water and all that. Because I've been sort of looking into this lately, like really pondering this. And I think we need her her sage advice. All right. Well, we'll do that. We'll get her back one of these days. She's been kind of busy, too. Uh, she hasn't uh, she wasn't on the show this week on the driving radio show. She had uh, she has a special project she's working on that she can't tell anybody about. Well, we can find out at the beginning of the year, I guess. Beginning so. of January? I mean, the beginning of 2013? Yeah, I think it's going to be that long till we can find out what the secret project is. But apparently it's pretty exciting. That's cool. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> my ADD kicking in. I just said 2013. Do you say 2000 or do you say 20? I say 2000. Why is that? Is it because we're older? I, I don't know. So I do hear people say 2012. And every time I go... I don't say it that way. <laughs> I don't either. I'm, and, but it's so long to say 2013. I know. But... Like when you're buying something online or, or you're, you're talking to somebody on the phone, you have to give me your credit card number. And, you're like, and you know, the older we get, we should be saying 2012 because we don't have as much time. We need to get done quicker. 2012. But I, I mean, when <laughs> it was like 1995, we never said 1,995. That's true. That is so true. So why do we say 2000? I mean, I think maybe God, because we actually... your ADD is bad today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're it's making been, me look normal. 
<laughs> just wait. Oh, just wait. It's going to get worse before it gets better, I have a feeling. <laughs> well, on today's show, we have a couple of winners, as the title says. We have Katie Murphy with us, and she is a, a listener of, of a lot of the shows on the Horse Radio Network. She's been on Horses in the Morning with us before, but we followed her because... Because of her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was uh, wrote an article about being a new horse boyfriend. Well, since then, over the last year, they've gotten married. And uh, she's, won a little, she's won a little championship. And that is the, uh, the Spalding Labs Young Event Horse East Coast Championships in the four-year-old division with her amazing horse, Garth. We're right, gonna, hold it. Yeah. Back up. Say that again, but slowly. She won the USEA Spalding Labs Young Event Horse East Coast Championships in the four-year-old division. This is eventing we're talking about. Yeah, here. I know. Yeah, yeah, but you said that so fast. I know. And she, uh, her horse's name is Garth, and she's going to tell us all about Garth, and we're going to get to congratulate her today. Uh, we, she's a young rider that we, as I said, we started following a while back, and we really like her prospects for going big time. She's part of Murphy Eventing. And she has a really cool husband now, too. And then we also have Rachel Zent on to speak in a little more serious tone here about Jonathan Wentz, who we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Jonathan was a, one of our Paralympians this year in London who passed away not too long ago. Well, Rachel wanted the opportunity. She wrote me a note, and she wanted the opportunity to come on and pay a tribute to Jonathan because they, they knew him very well because Rachel's husband was Jonathan's trainer for four years. Um, so she dropped me this note and I said, I would love to do that. Uh, I met Jonathan. I knew Jonathan as well. So we would love to, uh, to share in some of the, the memories of Jonathan and, and, uh, what he contributed to, to the United States equestrian team and the Parasite. Okay. So we're going to have, uh, her on. She's actually a doctor as well. Um, God. yeah, she's a doctor. Eventers, you know, I know, <laughs> I know. And, uh, her husband is a very, very well-known, uh, dressage trainer so he's trained many champions and they're out of texas so we're going to have her on to talk about that and then i have a review of a product we talked about a month or two ago that we've been using and we're going to give you an update on whether it actually works or not so that's all coming up and that is the fly armor product Uh, Mm. you guys are starting to get rid of your flies you don't have that problem anymore our flies are actually worse now than they have been all summer. So. Oh, no, no, no. Our flies are getting worse because it's still really warm here. We're oh, really? We're still in the mid to high 60s, yeah. Uh, so so we're, and they're, they're, and now they're in the house. You know how they make that last ditch effort? Yes. <laughs> and eat they, everything. And they go slower and they're pain because they don't, they don't, they don't move. <laughs> no. And, and, but I'm getting really good with a damp wa- dishcloth. <laughs> I can get one of those things like mid air. My daughter laughs at me. She's like, Mom, damn, you're good. <laughs> we had a, a employee that worked for us. And she was the sweetest girl. We loved her to death. And but she would not kill anything. She was one of the people that wouldn't swat a fly. Nothing. She would catch them and put them outside. And we tried to convince her. You know, with the flies, you can probably make an exception because there's a lot of them. We're not going to run out anytime soon. But she just yeah. Okay. Do it. So culling the herds. Yes. <laughs> and she just couldn't do it. She was not a uh, even a fly. <clears throat> not a fly. Not a spider. Nothing. She would catch I feel spiders. Bad about and... spiders. I guess isn't that funny how we selectively. Feel. I mean, someone like this girl, I, I kind of look up to her because she's just she's pure in her. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I, I, why do we associate with certain insects? And and it's usually insects because most of us are very compassionate towards mammals. 
you know, even some reptiles. I know there are people who hate snakes and all that stuff. But for the most part, you don't hear anybody saying, oh, I, I got to just kill that turtle because it's freaking me out. Or, you know, I got I backed up over a snake today on purpose. But I'm a big, not a big fan of snakes. As long as they stay away from me, I'm happy. Yeah, but it's yeah. not like you go out and you have to kill If you see one, you don't have to kill it. No, but, I, I know. pretty much run in the house and wait for it to leave. That's, that's, <laughs> run in the that's, house. That's our, screaming. That's screaming. my solution to the problem. Well, let's get to our first guest. We have coming up here Katie Murphy of Murphy Eventing, and we're going to con- get to congratulate her about her win and, and her amazing horse, Garth. Well, hi, Katie, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thank you. So good to have you on. Now, of course, you've been a listener and, and you've been a regular on some of our other shows, too, as a guest. And we followed we followed you all the way through your engagement and now your marriage. And 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 then there's this horse. Tell us how you you came to find Garth. Well, Garth, his his real name is Escord RGS, but I call him Garth or ABG. Oh, uh, I love a, him. A, <laughs> I love he's him. A, he's incredibly sweet. Uh, I actually originally saw Garth about, let's see, going more than two years ago. And it was when I was looking for my next prospect, and I was introduced to Cagebrook Farms, which are his breeders, out of Hollis, New Hampshire. And I was looking at him and a horse that was a year younger, who's named Enzin on deck, RGS, and that is my current three-year-old, Emmett. Now, I was able to purchase Emmett, but at the time not able to afford Garth. So I chose Emmett because of that, and he's been just a super fun horse to have. Just about a year ago, I sold City, our first glance, who I attempted intermediate with, but it wasn't the right match for him and his skill set, and sold him to Pagebrook Farm, their daughter, as a jumper prospect. And that, fortunately, gave me the funds to be able to then purchase Garth. And I looked at him, and there are two other three-year-olds, and something just clicked with Garth when I was on him, and he was trained to do very basic walk trot at the time, and just fell in love with him and felt something really special when I tried him last fall. Well, what, <laughs> what, what, uh, what, what breeding is he? He's a registered Hanoverian. He has some Holsteiner a few generations back, and there's quite a bit of thoroughbred influence there. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah. don't you think yeah. he looks thoroughbred-y, Helena? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. He's, he's a much leaner build, and his sire is Kudo One, which is a big jumper line. And his dam is Arabella, and she is by Accord Two, another big jumper stallion but also has the Wendelin line and Marconi line further back. And the Wendelin does, it offers fantastic dressage movement, which he's inherited. So can, how, soon, how soon in his life with you can you start to see uh, his breeding background come out in the way he moves or his trainability? Does well, that show up pretty clearly? I, I think it's dependent on horse to horse and how they mature and, how long it may take the horse to mature. For Garth, I felt the power in his trot like right away. And I really strongly believe that that is the Wendelin influence from his downside. Last fall, I did not canter him because he had so much power at the canter. 
I felt he needed more strength and better balance, and I did that through a lot of hill work and ground poles at the walk and trot. And then this spring, I found that his canter was really starting to develop, and that's when I felt there was a lot of power there, hopefully for the dressage and the jumping and also the gallop. And the jumping lineage did not really show up until later this fall when he was starting to be a a bit more uh, challenged with questions outside of the gymnastic lines we've been doing. And and I I take a much slower approach to them when they're young because of their joint health and making sure that it's fun and to keep them entertained throughout everything. So it it takes a little while, at least from my approach. What all of that means, Helena, is that Katie developed some serious guns. She developed some serious (laughs) muscles with this horse. (laughs) It's it's interesting because he, if, when you... And what I'm hearing is as because she starts very slow, when you do introduce something new to him, it's very clear to you what is nature versus nurture because you're introducing a, a completely new exercise or question to him. How he responds initially it tells you a lot about his nature versus what he's been trained to do because essentially he's not been trained to do that yet. But no, exactly. And, and for him, with his big, he is such a strong, powerful canter stride, he has a really, naturally, a really long canter stride. So what I started to do immediately this spring when he started working under saddle at the canter and he had developed that strength and balance was a lot of ground pole work and very small gymnastic lines with slightly short distances. And that helps to precede the necessity for adjustability, particularly on our cross-country courses in eventing now to help teach him that. But you know, he naturally has always had a nice scope in his jump, but I've never I've never been one to throw a youngster over a really big fence because I'd much rather them learn correctly and grow in strength and confidence, and then hopefully they may exceed what they could have done at that time, but exceed later on when they have some you know better foundation and fundamentals within their, their education. You know... I just love you. <laughs> you know, it, how long? It just, it, it's, there's so much hope. I have so much hope for the potential of your horses because you, you think it, it's such common sense. And yet this very structured, compassionate approach is really so rare. Well, I, I'm, I'm for, I, I live a bit of a double-edged sword in that I have a full-time job or full, nearly full-time, but I work in an office for my primary occupation, and that enables me to have a stable income. So in that sense, I always have the finances coming in that allow me to have the horses so I can choose to take my time. Yeah. You know, some professionals are under the gun, be it through clients or needing to sell a prospect um, in order to maintain their lifestyle and their business. But sometimes I think there is quite a bit of pressure to move them on faster. Not, not to well, mention she has this good-looking husband now. So, I mean... <laughs> but I think that's a really, 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 really important point because really I think most of most trainers start out with the best intentions and they want to do what's best for the horses and they understand that if you push too hard, it can have a negative effect on their joint health and their their mental health. But when it comes down to that bottom line of dollar versus horse's well-being, sometimes the choice is actually taken away from us because our livelihood depends on it. So I think that's a really right. good point. Probably, Glenn, a good one for a roundtable discussion. How do we get around the the question of dollars versus Yeah, that, that would be, yeah. 
You well, plant a money tree. That's right. <laughs> you marry Season well. Seeds, that's what. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> hey, uh, you wrote in one of in one of your Facebook posts, and I I haven't been able to find it. I know I read it uh, that you wrote it about about this weekend or on your blog about how you you feel now that you two are truly becoming a partnership. H- how long have you had the horse, and how at what point did did you turn the corner and start to feel that way? Well, I got him last fall, early last fall, and I think the turn in our in our dynamic together is something that's really growing and starting to challenge each other but also complement each other. I felt it earlier this fall, and it was when Garth started to become a bit cocky to the fences, so, which is fantastic because he has so much confidence out there in cross-country. But at the same point, he also is feeling so good about himself. I think he tries to send me the message of, yep, just sit there. Just, you just sit back and look pretty. I've got this. And, but we still also have to maintain that dynamic of communication. So we, I think we're certainly growing together, but continuing to challenge each other in really positive ways. And I think as he continues to move up the levels next year, he'll move up to training level with hopefully a move up to prelim at the end of the season to cap off. 2013. I think at that time that will be ironed out a bit more. And you know, I'm so thrilled that he's his confidence has been built in such a positive manner that he can feel really confident. But you know, I'm also right there to support him, but also to maintain our safety and education and growth. Okay, now I'll ask you the follow-up question: <laughs> Is it which is harder? She knows what's coming too. Um, which is harder? Is it harder to, to develop that kind of partnership with a guy or a horse? Uh, oh, well, oh, you mean a man, not a guy horse. No, 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 no. I meant, I meant like, uh, you know, like you just did with your husband. Is it uh, harder to develop that kind of relationship where it truly becomes a partnership with a guy or with your horse? I think with a guy. What I think Helena would probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, horses, there seems... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think with horses, there comes a point where Jennifer you have too. to, in essence, really hand over the reins to them and have a real equilibrium. And I think our inability to use language as a form of communication and the misinterpretations of that, yeah, or perhaps the misuses of verbal language... I, I think not being able to apply that to a relationship with an animal allows a truer sense of a partnership and a truer sense of our communication because clearly there's there's going to be a reaction to every action and it's usually pretty blunt. <laughs> so what you're think what you're in fact saying is that in the relationship with a guy with a human you should be able to use spurs and whips and everything would be fine. That's well, that could be a benefit for some relationship. <laughs> not all. <laughs> not. Probably not mine, Roger. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Myself and my cheeks are red. <laughs> all right, let's get back to business here. <laughs> this past weekend, you took Garth, who you now have developed a partnership with. And by the way, Garth is absolutely beautiful. Is he dark bay or is he black or is he almost black dark bay or what? Well, technically, he's dark bay. Yeah, so he he is 
he's very dark, and I I have always been a sucker for a dark bay. Yeah, and you know he does look in in pictures. He looks black because he's he's so dark. Now, and he's absolutely stunning. I don't see any white. Maybe around the one back foot, huh? Yes, and he he has just a few little hairs speckled in his face, but it's hard to see them in photographs. You have to be up close. Yeah, and he's very yeah, thoroughly looking. Very that lock area, and of course, you know, with eventers now, um, they they are getting away from the the heavy warm bloods and going back to the more thoroughbred types and thoroughbreds for that matter, um, yeah. and, and they are becoming much more. There's a there's a cycle to everything, and that's starting to cycle back that way. Now, this weekend, you had the opportunity to take him to the USEA Spalding Labs Young Event Horse East Coast Championships at Fair Hill. Correct. That's right. Quite a mouthful, isn't it? Is it is it is yes. <laughs> yeah, he he did a qualification trial and qualified first time um, during the first attempt this June at GMHA up in Vermont and was just super and then continued on with his season at Novice. He only did seven events this year, and I I formulated that so it averaged about an event every month so I wouldn't overstress him or, you know, overstress his growth. Um, and it's joints and such. But, yeah, he, we went down to Fair Hill and had a fantastic time, and he handled that big environment so beautifully. I couldn't be more proud of him. He was just a star through and through. And Fair Hill, for those that don't know, is, is a big event. It's a three-star event for eventers, and also, does it still have the dog uh, competition there at the same time? They do, and I was so hoping we could enter one of our dogs. Roger and I now have three dogs, and you know the the puppy trio, as we call them. I was hoping to do something with them, but we didn't make it to that area of the grounds in time. It is a fun, fun show. First of all, I don't. Have you ever been to Fair Hill, uh, Helena? Uh, yes, but not to the Fair Hill event. I've been through it. It's huge. I mean, it's a huge, huge thousands of acres. It's a state park, and it is absolutely perfect for eventing. And then. They have uh, they have the event which always has bad weather and and we'll have to talk about that. But uh, you know every year it just it's pouring down rain. But but they it they also combine it with a dog show and they, it's more like a fair or a festival. It's just fun. Yeah, and they also had a mule jumping contest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's something I would do. I'd be into that mule mule oh, jumping. This- yeah, this one mule was incredible. Like he he won the record every time. I I think he went to like three six or four foot. I mean, something pretty impressive. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Yeah. They always do try and do something fun at that show. So so how did you do? Was it a full? What for the youngsters like this? Is it a full event? Uh, you did the you did dressage and then and then cross country and stadium. Well, they're they're judged on four components. Uh, you do a dressage test, which is a modified dressage test compared to the horse trial test. So the the horse trial, the, the events that I've been to, I do not do those dressage tests for the YEH. It's a shorter test um, meant to really gauge the quality of movement versus the execution of the movement. So you can be a little inaccurate with your serpentine or your circle, and they will not discount you on that. So it's all about showing really big, powerful, floaty movements, lots of engagement and suppleness as you go around through the track. And then there's the confirmation test where you stand your horse up and they judge the horse for suitability as an upper-level eventer and soundness 
long-term soundness for the horse in the sport of eventing, and they often have you hand-walk them and trot them in hand for judgment of the gait as well. And then the jumping cast usually integrates partially a stadium course in the beginning, and then you canter on into a a cross-country course. And it's condensed. It's not the length of a traditional stadium and cross-country course, so they're not overstressing the horses, but you go through the course over the fences, and usually after the last fence, you then do a gallop stretch. So the horse is judged on the quality of their gallop, and over fences, they're judged on their balance, uh, quality of jump to the fence, the recovery from the fence, how they canter off, you know, all of those elements that will hopefully reflect a quality upper-level eventing prospect. Well, and just get to the bottom line, because we're running out of time here, you won in the he four-year-old won. division. Congratulations! Yeah. Woohoo! Thank you. Yes, he, he won the championship from the start. I was so excited for him. Well, this, this is terrific. We are so excited for you. You know, we feel like we've known you for a, quite a while now, and Roger, of course. And, you know, I can imagine what Roger was like. He was probably just thrilled. So uh, congratulations. We are so excited for you. You can find out more about, and you can follow Katie's progress into, uh, we'll, we'll see her at Rolex in the next couple of years. Um, you, can, you can find her at murphyeventing.com. That's murphyeventing.com. You can see pr- pictures of the pretty horse and uh, and everything else that's going on over there at the farm. Yeah, thank you. Th- thank you. And you also, oh, I want to mention, go search for Murphy Eventing on Facebook as well. She has a Facebook page. You can follow her there. Thank you, Katie. All right. Thank you all so much. And right after this message by Stable Comfort by ProMat that Jennifer put together for us, we're going to be speaking to Dr. Rachel Zent about uh, about our Paralympian, Jonathan Wentz, who passed away just a couple of weeks ago. Hey folks, Coach Jen here from the Horse Tip Daily Show. All of us as horsemen mull over our horse's nutrition and stress out over their stress level and fret about their fitness. But when is the last time you puzzled over your horse's lounging and sleeping comfort? Research has shown us over and over that quantity as well as quality of rest and sleep are crucial for top athletic performance as well as overall well-being. Enter Stable Comfort by Promat. Astute horsemen everywhere have been trusting Stable Comfort by Promat to provide unsurpassed comfort for their equine charges, as well as an efficient and economical stall flooring system that saves them both labor and betting dollars. Still not sure? Well, here's what one of Stable Comfort by Promat's customers has to say. When I built my first custom stables slightly more than eight years ago, one of my greatest concerns was the stall mat selection. Frankly, I would rather have no stall mats than mats that constantly shift, tripping horses and requiring extra shavings to hide the problems in an attempt to make horses comfortable. And most of all, I dreaded the burden of having to move heavy mats and repack stall foundations. Mission accomplished, thanks to ProMat, for delivering an excellent product. The horses love it because it is comfortable. I love it because it looks perfect, even after eight years. We bed the stalls only as needed and use far less shavings than I ever could have had imagined. And it takes less time to clean the stalls when using less bedding. And that's from Ann Dewarge of Little Rock, Arkansas. But the accolades don't stop there. 
Head on over to StableComfort.com and find out why champions like Nick Skelton, Mary King, and Chris Cox use Stable Comfort by Promat Systems for their equine athletes. Well, hello, Dr. Zent, and thank you for joining us here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. You're welcome. I'm delighted to be able to be a part of the show. You know, I know you're a listener of our various shows, and I appreciated you dropping us a note. Uh, and you know, I, I wish that we were having you on for a, for a happier uh, topic, but it, it's a topic that we both felt that we really wanted to talk about, and that is the life of of one of your husband's students. Yes, that is Jonathan Wentz. Jonathan Wentz was a Paralympian, as I mentioned in our intro. I got to meet him at the WEG and in our run-up to the World Equestrian Games doing that show. And, you know, I know that one of the things he really, really, really lived for and was a goal in his life was making the Olympics, which he did. Uh, Tell us, you know, what was he like? You guys, I mean, your husband trained him, right? Correct. Um, He came to our barn in 2008 um, and had been pursuing equestrian events through initially through um, physical therapy and then in his own pursuit of a competitive career and he came to our barn in 2008 what was his what was his that he uh, wanted to go to the olympics someday what what was his he had what he had cerebral palsy right okay and so um he had a, a lot of spasticity and more on one side of his body than the other so essentially as far as being able to use his limbs he was essentially able to use one of his arms and one of his legs close to normal, but the other side not really is very spastic. And what kind of training does your, your husband do? Uh, my husband trains in all the Olympic events. He's originally from Germany, and he's had a barn here north of Dallas and Wiley, Texas, for about the last 25 years. It's a 100-barn stable, and we import and train warm bloods and resell and have a lot of students who pursue careers in eventing and dressage and jumping so this is no joke this is a big deal yeah it is Um, (laughs) but as my husband said when jonathan first came he had no idea what to do with a pair equestrian he said now i don't know what to do without one oh how long ago was it that uh that you all first met um we met him through the show circuit earlier in 2008 and then he came to us in the fall of 2008 and said that he wanted to train with Kai and learn from him. And as I said, he told him that he wanted to go to the Olympics, to which my husband said, well, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think he, uh, did he beat your husband? He did beat my husband. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, and starting in 2008, we matched him with several different horses and eventually found him his um, partner that was his horse at both the World Equestrian Games and the London Olympics. And And that was Richter scale, right? NTEC Richter scale, correct. Yeah. He's a, a draft cross of unclear and debatable breeding that at some point someone had made into a ground preschool master who was hanging out in a pasture when we found him. He kind of <laughs> looks like, um, and I met him in person, and he kind of looks like, you're right, he kind of looks like he's a Heinz 57 of something. Yeah, um, but what a, what a sweetheart. Probably a Shire thoroughbred, but yeah, no one knows. What a sweetheart. Uh, yeah, you know? he's a, a wonderful horse and... Um, you know, my husband has owned and been around a lot of horses in his lifetime and ranks him in the top two horses that he's ever been around and met just as far as having a great temperament, personality, and super willing to do everything you want him to do. 
So Jonathan worked all of these years to get to the Olympics. He went to the World Equestrian Games, and then um, you know his. But his real goal really was the Olympics, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and um, that was the ultimate thing. When he looked at his website, what the final goal was was the, was the 2012 Olympic Games, and in his campaign and his fundraising, his his slogan was "One Horse, One One Boy, One Horse, One Dream," and so in the end, he did accomplish that one dream. Was he having any issues in London, or, or was this a kind of a surprise thing? It was a complete surprise. Um, he seemed to be at the top of his physical condition, and he was doing excellent in school, and we had no sooner left London than he was making plans for Normandy and what he was going to be doing next. Um, he was also a triple major in his undergrad and a very, very bright and respected young man who had aspirations in his career to go as far as becoming Speaker of the House someday. Yeah, he really was into politics, wasn't he? Yeah, very, 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 very bright. And, and you know, when you think about that, Helena, you know, a triple major in, in college, still having a, a dream of riding horses enough to get to the Olympics at the same time. Yeah. yeah. From what I read, he was very good in school, too. Oh, he was excellent in school, yeah. I mean, I, I am almost certain he never got anything below a 4.0, and that was with a triple major, and he was at the barn almost every single day riding. And then he passed away shortly after the Olympics, and, and you know, any time this happens, it's a surprise, but it really was a surprise to his family because he was doing so well. Yeah, he had um, been at the barn on Friday, riding just like normal, and Saturday he'd been at a football game with some friends and had been studying, and then I was with my husband Sunday evening when his mother had called and left a message first on his phone and my phone because he didn't answer, and I... I listened to it, and I knew something was wrong right away and told him to call her. And, you know, how is the family doing? Um, I mean, they're a wonderful family, and they have very strong faith. So I think they're doing as well as can be expected. And um, we actually spent some time with his extended family before the memorial service. And as one person put it, that Jonathan had accomplished so much in his 21 years that it was just time for him to go because honestly he did more with his life than most people will do in 90 years mm -hmm. and i think i had met his mother tina at some point too along the way um well we certainly if there's one yeah. thing we'll wrap with this if there's one thing you could that you want the world to know about jonathan wentz what is it well actually i asked his mother what she thought jonathan would want the world to know okay and so she said that he'd want to emphasize that he and paraquestrians are two true Olympics that just happen to have a physical disability, that they're serious about training and competition and they want to be taken seriously. They don't want any sympathy, no favoritism. They just want to be parallel to able-bodied athletes. And he wanted his sport to be viewed in those terms by everybody. Mm. And his other message was that, that if you have a dream, to go for your dream and don't let anything stand in your way, that if one avenue closes, just keep looking until another one opens and always be willing to work hard. And she also wanted to say that, to let everyone know that he was really happy and planning for his future. Thank you, Dr. Zent. You're welcome. Well, we're not going to do an official tack and habit segment this week, but we do have, because you know why, because we're going to be talking a lot about products in the weeks to come, because guess what's coming up? Um, Christmas? Yes, it is. Oh, believe it or yes. Believe it or not, it is nine weeks away. 
way, we're going to have more, uh, some Tag and Habit segments coming up that are highlighting the gift possibilities for this year. But first, uh, we want to do, uh, before we wrap up today's show, I want to do a review of a product we talked about several weeks ago, and that was the product called Fly Armor. And if you remember right, that is the product that works a lot like citronella candles do in a way, in that you put this this Fly Armor goopy stuff, this sort of... Uh, uh, they give you this. They give you a holder, and you you put this fly armor stuff, the the gel stuff in the holder, and you put it on the halter or on it. You weave it into the mane or the tail of the horse, and what it does is it emits an aura and keeps the bugs away from your horse. Wait, but you like you. Sl- Gloop it on? No, halter? it goes in this holder, and it's this, like, this like uh, I don't know how to describe Does it. Does it hook onto your holder? Is yes, it, like a it hooks onto your holder? halter with Velcro. Yes. Okay, oh, fine. I'm okay, good. and Keep inside going. of there is this goop, okay, this fly armor goop. And it smells like citronella. When you walk up to your horse, he smells like a citronella candle. Well, you know what? If it's goop, it has to work, so let's well, see. Well, that's right, and I'm sure he would love me calling it goop, uh, the guy well, who runs Well, hey, if company. it's goop that works, I don't think he'll care. So <laughs> well, let's see, did it work? Yes, it amazingly works. Beaker would get, especially here in Florida, we had a lot of mosquitoes this year because it was so wet, and he would get mosquito bites all night long or fly bites, and he would be welted all day. So what Jennifer did is we keep a neck strapper on him to catch him in things. We just keep a neck strap on him, not a full halter when he's turned out. So she put this on the neck strap, and within three days she noticed that the number of welts had gone down uh, in the morning, and yeah. now after about a week, he hardly had any at all, like no bites at all. Wow, this and you stuff, still have mosquitoes out. Yes, we still have skis, and now we have the biting flies, uh, and it's keeping those away too. I've got to tell you, this, we, she said she gives it an A because she said it just really works. And okay, so for scoopers here, well, I, you can't really call you scoopers if you hear the next part of this. For anybody <laughs> who knows, doesn't know Jennifer, Jennifer does not give out A's. No. Easily. She no. doesn't. And when we review books, hardly anything ever gets five flakes. Like, she just does not give out A's. So, really, she's sure. It's definitely she's an A. She's sure it's an A. She loves this. And she's obsessive. You, you replace that goop about once a week because it basically evaporates. It goes away. Yeah. And uh, she re- she's been obsessive about it because she's, she likes it so much. Now, we did get him a fly sheet a, wi- a while back, and she's only used that maybe once or twice. Huh. Otherwise, she's been keeping the goop on, and it works great. Wow. Yep. And it works all the way like back to his yeah. bum and stuff? Yeah. What about like his sheath You area? can his... smell it coming up to him about 10 feet away. Oh, so, he, <laughs> so he's kind of like pig pen, only citronella instead it's citronella. of citronella. Now, I don't know whether he likes it, and if he's embarrassed, you know, the other horses see him in the neighborhood. He's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's like that, but we like it, so... And it's not an offensive smell. Citronella smells fine, you know? No, I mean, sometimes so. if it's too strong, then you, you kind of get, it gives you a headache a little bit, but it's, but as long as it's not making him all googie-eyed. No, no, he's his normal self. So I, we like it. Fly Armor. I think it's flyarmor.com, isn't it? Flyarmor.com. All right, I'm yeah. going to have to get some. Yep. And so it's, it's all biting insects. It's flies and skeeters and stuff like that. Yes, and now if, if they're moving like it does not help when you're riding. Because what has to happen is they have to be standing, like when they're eating in the pasture, when they're eating hay, they're standing still. And, and that has time for the aura to, to surround him. 
I call it the aura. The aura right. of the citronella to surround him. When right. you're riding, you don't have time for it to surround him. So, okay. So what about if it's windy? If it's windy, you're pr- it's probably not going to work as well. That's a good point. Now we haven't had a whole lot of wind, so I, I don't know. But what you have hurricanes. Yeah, but that's the only time we have wind. <laughs> just, okay. just, just Which, but you know what? If it's that windy, then the bugs usually aren't a real uh, big yeah. problem that day. Yeah. That's right. You're if right. If it's windy enough, right. Yeah. So that's our so report. Clamor. Okay. We'll have Clamor. to try some. Yep. And uh, that's it for this week. We're going to be back again next week with more great stuff. We're hoping, keep your fingers crossed, that we're going to have a guy who works in the movies with the horses on to talk to us about how all of that works behind the scenes. We're trying to get him. We had to go through 50 steps to get this guy as a guest. Um, and including, to, you know, permission from the movie companies and the whole thing. So we're, we're hoping that we actually get him on the phone. And That's he's from good. England, so we'll see if we can... Uh, he's from England? So yeah. will he be, we'll be calling him in England, or is he here in the U.S.? No, we'll have to be calling him in England. Um, he's, okay, so yep. he's in England. Yeah, we're hoping. just from there. Keep your fingers crossed. It's not a guarantee. When you're dealing with as many layers as we're dealing with to get this done, you would think we were talking to uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, you know? I know. Movie people think they're all that in a bag of <laughs> chips. We tried. And there's to, very few that are. <laughs> we tried to get. Um, I wanted to tell you this. Do you watch uh, Big Bang Theory? Um, I've seen it, but I, I'm not the a neighbor girl. Yeah, whose name is Callie, uh, yeah. in real life, is a horse girl, a serious horse girl. She rides every day. Um, and we tried to get her, but we got rejected in about 15 different ways. So, uh, why, why would they reject? Like, what do they say? We're just not interested. Yeah, I'm not what? interested. Thank you. And I don't think she's ever gotten the message. I don't think we've ever gotten through. If, if she heard that a horse place wanted to talk to her about horses and not yeah, TV, yeah. she'd be on in a minute. They all are. They love to talk about their horses. I'm telling you but something. We can't get the through agents. the layers. My, <laughs> I, my brother-in-law has an agent and she's just an ass. There's so many opportunities that it's like. When someone else picks and chooses your press for you, I don't know. I think that's kind of dangerous territory, especially when, I don't know, in these days, everything is about your personal brand. You know, do you, have, you, have you heard that concept of personal yep, branding? Yep. Okay. And so I think when you're an actor or you're an artist, your personal brand is really important to your career and not just, but not just your career, your social life. And so when you have an agent who is responsible in some ways for your personal brand. I think you kind of get into dangerous territory. She would probably, you're right, love to talk to a horse podcast right. about horses. Exactly. Especially I, one as popular as ours. Jeez. Yeah. We're the best. I would be spit mad. You know what we got to do? Now because you told me we can't get her, I want to get her even more. Yeah, maybe you can uh, maybe you can arrange it. Do you have to go through your your brother-in-law's agent to talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do have to go through my sister. <laughs> Now, he's a Broadway guy, right? Isn't that what you said? Yes, he does primarily theater. Um, he does a lot of commercials, too. He, he's done. Um, he's got a really cute Verizon. There's a sort of uh, popular Verizon wireless, no, Comcast commercial that's out there that uh, he got a lot of hits on. Are we allowed to say his name? Give him a plug. Yeah, his name is C.E. Smith. Yeah, C.E. Smith stands for Charles Edward, I think. C.E. Huh. goes by C.E. And um, he just did... Uh, he just did some filming with Kevin Bacon's doing a new show, a new TV show. Okay. So he just filmed with ba- uh, Kevin Bacon for huh. about a week. And, um, cool. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. neat. But, but, you know, the thing is, is there's, like, my sister and I talk about this all the time. We're like, oh, look at this great opportunity and that great opportunity and this movie and that show. And I'm like, well, did his agent send him any information about it? And she'll say, No. We've known a couple other people who have been in the acting world, and uh, they have had the same experience with agents. 
And you got to wonder, you know, the agent has their favorites and they're probably dumping them off on somebody else, you know, and that's, that's, that's what's happening. Cause but agents... it's like a long-term relationship too, you know, it's, it's like <clears throat> know, breaking but... up with your girlfriend. They don't want to break up with their girlfriends, with that's, their agents. That's true. That is true with the agents too. And then the agents threaten you and it's a cutthroat business. It's not, it's not pleasant in a lot of ways. No. So uh, we, we can understand how difficult it is. But we, do, we don't need agents. <laughs> we don't need agents. We're stable scoop, man. We're the worst radio network. We Who need needs agents. an agent? Who's the most famous person we've had on the show, do you think? I know Gina Miles was big. Um, I mean, we've had no Philip Dutton. I mean, we have everybody, really, yeah, in the horse world. But what about outside names. the horse world? Outside the horse world. I'd have to look at the list. You know, Monty do, Roberts, probably. I do so, I mean, he's, I do he's so many shows, I can't remember. You know, you don't remember. When I look back at the list of, of guests we've had, I was like, oh, my God, we've had some serious guests on this show. Well, we had that girl that did the movie. Um, remember about the, the gypsy... The Gypsy Cobb Oh, yeah, horse. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? When you look back at the list, and if you were going to pick out some of the guests that really stand out in your mind, it's not the big names, you know, all the time. It's sometimes oh, gosh, the little... No. Like the Bear Wrangler girl was terrific. She was awesome. I mean, she, she's the one of the ones that really sticks out in my mind, you know? Tonk, right? Her yes. Tonk. Yeah, how do you remember I, that? Jeez, we had to get a hold of her and get an update. I know. How do you remember? I don't know. You know who we have to ha- get on next? Has have you seen the most talk. recent um, Mustang Makeover, Extreme Mustang Makeover winner? Yes, yes. And uh, uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get them on out of uh, Snuggly Horse. Yes, out of uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yes. Yeah, down that which way. is really that's pretty far east for uh, Mustang makeovers because most of them are in the Midwest. Remember when we yes. talked to them last? Yep. Um, well, very good, Helena. We got to wrap it up. So, no, we don't. Yes, we <laughs> do. We'll be back again next week, everybody. Happy Sig- scooping. <laughs>